Here First is sponsored by UCS Healthcare, offering compassionate healthcare for all. Learn more about their services, including statewide access to medication-assisted treatment for alcohol and opioid use disorders at ucsonline.org. Today is Friday. It is the 17th of November. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. The Republicans battling to be the alternative to former President Donald Trump are coming together for what an influential Christian organization in Iowa is billing as a friendly conversation on politics and worldviews. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, and entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy will appear at the Roundtable Family Discussion in Des Moines today. Trump is not expected to make an appearance, though he was invited. The field around Trump is winnowing with less than two months before the Iowa caucuses kick off the Republican nominating calendar. The Board of Regents is directing Iowa's public universities to cut diversity, equity, and inclusion programs that are not necessary for research contracts or accreditation. IPR's Katerina Sestarek tells us it's one of several changes coming after Republican lawmakers told the regents to review DEI spending. The regents voted Thursday to adopt 10 recommendations. One directs Iowa's public universities to ensure staff and students aren't evaluated based on participation in DEI initiatives. Regent David Barker was on the three-member group that developed the recommendations. Our universities will continue to be welcoming institutions. They will not discriminate on the basis of any of these categories, whether we retain or eliminate DEI programs we reviewed. Regent Nancy Dunkel voted against the recommendations. She says the universities should do more than the bare minimum for DEI because it's important for the success of the schools and their students. The universities were asked to report back to the regents in the spring on how they plan to implement these changes. The University of Iowa Police Department is making arrests this week related to the protest of a lecture in October. Police allege six people interrupted traffic for 20 minutes and interfered with police action. Police reports detail a range of allegations from using a megaphone to encourage civil disobedience to claiming one defendant hip-checked an officer. Campus Safety Chief of Staff Haley Bruce says the charge came after an investigation. She says not all persons' identities were immediately known after the event. Bruce emphasizes that the public can exercise First Amendment rights so long as they don't obstruct streets or police. While charges vary, the majority uh, received a combination serious misdemeanor, disorderly conduct, and simple misdemeanor interference with official acts. A former employee is accusing a Lynn County assistant attorney of sexual harassment, retaliation, giving false testimony, and ignoring government whistleblower protections. IPR's Zachary Orrin-Smith has the details. The lawsuit alleges assistant county attorney Monica Slaughter was preoccupied with then-employee Bonnie Waller's breast size, frequently urging her to get breast reduction surgery. Claims range from Slaughter calling her demeaning nicknames to Slaughter exposing her own breasts to Waller. The lawsuit references an investigation that culminated in Lynn County HR determining the harassment was equally Waller's fault for not explicitly telling Slaughter to stop. The lawsuit claims that during an ethics board investigation, Slaughter lied, saying she had showed Waller her breast only after Waller had asked her to. County attorney Nick Maybank says it will deny the claims of liability and wrongdoing. He says he stands behind his office's staff, saying any actions that were taken were legally sound and justified. And the western part of Cedar Falls keeps growing. From new businesses to an elementary school built in 2018, new buildings seem to pop up overnight except for houses. But a new public-private partnership between the city and local Operation Panther Farms is looking to free up a bit more space. By rezoning over 50 acres for residential development, dozens of new homes could be built as early as next year. 
Kevin Fitchrow manages Panther Farms. He says that new home construction has always meant growth in Cedar Falls. When Cedar Falls has been at its best, they average about 105 permits a year. For single-family, single-unit homes, we're dramatically down, you know, into the 40s. The project will go through two more readings before it gets to the city council. It's here first from IPR News. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Insects might seem like they're everywhere, but most entomologists say insects are declining at alarming rates. One major study estimates we're losing 2% in total insect biomass every year. Now the National Academy of Sciences is preparing to embark on a study to understand insect trends across North America. Harvest Public Media contributor Teresa Holmesy explains how these tiny creatures prop up life on Earth. Tom Wasmer is crouched down in a pasture in Adrian, Michigan, staring very intently at some cow manure. Yeah, there is a, a little beetle. Wasmer is a biology professor at Siena Heights University, and he's pointing at a nondescript beetle, no bigger than a grain of rice, with a shiny black head and a matte brown body. So here is one, see? That's tiny. That's one that becomes very numerous later in the year. Wasmer says dung beetles help turn useless poop into nutrients, improving soil quality and preventing diseases. Without them, he says dun could sit on the ground surface for years. And it would pile up. <laughs> you would probably see no grass anymore. Dun beetles offer a valuable, if unrecognized, service that saves the U.S. cattle industry an estimated $380 million a year. But Wasmer says he's concerned to see how vulnerable they are to threats. The literature on insect trends doesn't paint a pretty picture. Many insect groups are fading from places even where they were thought to be abundant. Reports detailing staggering declines have got the attention of the National Academy of Sciences, which plans to launch a study on insect populations next year. Robin Shane with the Academy says the research would help inform solutions that can slow or reverse losses. It is very important to understand what's happening and that we need to get a handle on this sooner rather than later. Tracking insect populations isn't a precise science. There are more than a million known species of insects that make up around 80% of all animal life. Christy Balai is a computational ecologist at Kent State University. She says the metrics used to quantify population changes are extra tricky with insects. Percent decline kind of implies stable population. And insects are really prone to boom and bust. What I tend to do is use sort of a long time average, but you can also critique that too. The drivers of decline are extensive. Climate change, habitat loss, light pollution, and the widespread use of pesticides have made a lot of our environment unwelcoming to insects. And people don't exactly love bugs. The attitude towards a lot of insects is, here's this insect I found, how do I exterminate it? Things of that nature. Zach Shum is an insect diagnostician at Iowa State University. He says we need to fundamentally rethink how we perceive insects. There's a very small number of insects out there that are actually problematic for crops and for households and for home gardens. A lot of things are either beneficial. There's also many that are just neutral. They're not really doing any harm. He says insects are essential to our food system. 
They feed birds and fish, pollinate crops, and insect predators like wasps regulate species that can be destructive to farms. And then there are the decomposers, like the dung beetles, that Tom Wasmer is studying on Rebecca DeLine's farm. You should get some money for doing what you do because it's good for they the are, environment. They are putting in a water system. DeLine says she didn't think much about dung beetles before Wasmer approached her, but she's never viewed insects as pests. Everything has a purpose. Without them, we would be lost. While the numbers of declining insects are troubling, it's not all bad news. Researchers say insects can be resilient. They point to successful short-term recoveries of monarch butterflies, or bumblebees. But it requires people to care enough to make changes. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Teresa Holmes-C. Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of public media newsrooms in the Midwest and Great Plains, including IPR News, covering agriculture, food systems, and rural issues. This is here first from IPR News. You can find this podcast wherever you subscribe to them. I'm Clay Masters. Clay Masters.